It's not a product, it's a technology. It's an education challenge. A regenerative suspension? There will be a growing demand for industrial photovoltaics. Tom Tiger. Innovation in the financing space. The high-speed train is in all our interests. All political lines. Australia is a solar paradise. The market is moving much faster than that. You've got something that's transformational. Solar window in a can. Beyond Zero. Global warming science, solutions and action. Taking it to a do-it-yourself level. Hello and welcome to the Beyond Zero radio show. We broadcast from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne and are syndicated on the Community Radio Network. You may download our podcasts from the internet at either 3cr.org.au or bze.org.au or using any common podcasting app. My name is Nils and our co-host today is Michael. How are you, Michael? Great, thanks, Niels. And would you like to introduce today's guest? Of course. Today's guest is Mario Giannatilio, and we're continuing today the discussion we started last week where we had the Tesla Model S as a dedicated topic. We're broadening it a lot today, and Mario's here representing the discussion on the EV Expo that's happening in Hawthorne this weekend and talking about electric vehicles more generally. Apologies to those of you who hear this after this weekend or aren't in Melbourne, but it's a really exciting expo that we feel we need to tell you about. So the EV Expo is jointly hosted by the Alternative Technology Association, Swinburne University and Burundara Council. The EV Expo will be held on Sunday the 19th of April in the atrium at Swinburne's Hawthorne campus. The duration of the expo is 10am to 4pm and entrance is free. This year, the EV Expo brings a particular emphasis on electric bicycles. Furthermore, the Expo this Sunday will include 30 stalls, demonstrations, speakers and panel discussions relating to electric transport. Personally, I've been both years and uh, that doesn't even do it justice. There's everything from electric skateboards to the Tesla. The EV Expo intends to be an informative and relaxed family-friendly event. The Alternative Technology Association are good friends with Beyond Zero and frequent guests on this show. Our guest today, as I said, is Mario Giannatilio, and he's a committee member of the ATA's Melbourne EV branch and joins us in the studio today. How are you, Mario? I'm good, thanks, Michael. And and Niels, thank you. Great. So welcome. Thank you very Um, much. We always do like to uh, hear people's personal story of how they arrived at their um, sustainability journey journey here. So if you could just tell us how you became interested in electric vehicles, that'd be fantastic. Yeah, sure, Michael. Look, I suppose if I go, just let you know, I... uh, frustrated electronic engineer that never really completed the diploma, uh, playing with my son at age 10 in 2010. We were playing with our remote control cars and racing them around the car park, and I made a flippant suggestion to my son. I said, uh, do you want to build one bigger than this? <laughs> and he looked at me quite funny. And nothing more was said apart from a couple of weeks later. He came to me and said, can we really build an electric car? And I said, well, yes, we can. So there started the journey. So we went out, uh, had a look at a donor car, um, and we picked a Ford convertible Capri, only because it was just something fun. Later down the track, there was actually a mistake because the, <laughs> the bonnet of the Capri is a V-shape and your controller and batteries and everything else are all square-shaped. So it was a challenge, but uh, we got there. So uh, we made it a 100-weekend project. 
and as much as I had a, an understanding on on you know, positive and negative and what should go where, um, we found that the ATA had a branch called the Melbourne Electric Vehicle Branch. So we decided this would be a good place to talk to like-minded people so we can run formats and do's and don'ts on what you should and shouldn't do to build an electric car, which was invaluable because one of the main things if you're looking at building an electric car, first thing, uh, apart from getting your budget and what, and what car you wish to convert, Make sure you engage what's called a VAS engineer because from the very start, if you do this, it'll save you a lot of time and certainly a lot of money. That's a VAS, V-A-S? Yes, yes, exactly. It's a, it's, it's, it, you really need to do that because without that, you may have gone halfway through your project and then you get a check by an engineer for a sign-off to get it registered and he may turn around and say, or he or she may turn around and say, no, nah, sorry, you can't do that. The crump, you've, you've built this into the crumple zone would not be allowed, and so you, you've wasted a lot of time. So do that, organise that. So the VAS engineer is responsible for all the regulatory If you uh, If you want to put it on the road as a registered vehicle, you do have to conform to uh, the National Code of Practice, which is worthwhile getting a copy of, which you, you can do, and have a read of it on what you have to do. Not difficult, but it can be done. So that's what we did. So the, the Melbourne branch, fantastic. We, we joined and, and uh, met a lot of the people, and we uh, obviously we're still part of it. Uh, but great, great speakers that we have every month, if I can just uh, say a little bit about the branch. Uh, we meet the last Wednesday of every month, and we have speakers from CSIO to professors in engineering to battery technology, very, very informative speakers that, that we have at, at our meetings. So uh, that, that's a great thing. And, and this is all done at Swinburne University, the Burwood campus, who have also been just a great support. And they themselves, if I can talk about Swinburne just for a moment, over the last five years, they, they staked a claim in uh, the EV space. And uh, the engineering department every year constructs an electric race car through the uh, FSAE. And they race. Uh, last year, it was at uh, Calder Raceway, competing against uh, international universities and also our local universities. So it's good that the university is also very supportive of what we do, not only for our meetings, but also, as Michael mentioned, the expos. And this will be our third expo, uh, utilising the campus at, uh, at Swinburne in, uh, in Hawthorne. So great, greatly appreciated by Swinburne. They also have, if you, if you want to have, have a look at what uh, Swinburne University is doing on, on specific projects, there's a, a website called Car Talk, like in Car Talk. If you go to that and have a look at latest newsletter from uh, Swinburne, They've got some amazing projects that, that are happening this year from electric aero shoots to electric delivery bikes uh, to a solar-powered uh, car concepts. So ap- worthwhile, worthwhile looking. Mm. Yes. Um, well, thanks for that answer. You've actually um, probably gone into some of the questions I was going to ask you, but I'd still <laughs> like to tease those out in more detail because it, it's a fascinating area. So, stepping back to your VAS engineer, can you fill out a bit more for us what sort of regulations are involved in converting an ordinary internal combustion car engine, uh, driven car, into an electric vehicle? Uh, the, VAS, the, well, the VAS engineer would, as I think I mentioned, like there was a crumple zone in cars after... It's obviously one of the big ones. 1990, I think, yeah. I think the date is. After that, after that date, there are, there are crumple zones in cars that you cannot put any solid structure, obviously, because mm-hmm. it's a crumple zone. Yep. So, and if you're not aware of that, it's, it's a bit of a trap because you have all this area 
And you go, great, I can put a bank of batteries here or you can put your controllers or, or chargers, onboard chargers in this area only to find that you cannot use that area mm. at all. Is that the main thing to watch out for? Well, that's one of the things to watch out for. You also have to watch out for in terms of allowing, you can't have high voltage going into the cabin. So you've mm -hmm. got your, your traction voltage with your traction batteries all have to be insulated outside the cabin of the vehicle. So you have to consider that and do some planning on that. Your cutoff switches, um, your emergency cutoff switches, your inertia cutoff switches, um, and that you know, in, ter in terms of an impact, that has to be able to switch off the main traction batteries to the controller. Mm -hmm. And there are a multitude of other little points that, that, that you need to um, present to the VAS engineer. And the best way to do that, as I said, is come up with the car that you want to, you want to convert Come up with a plan and actually show the engineer, these are the things that I want to do and this is where I'm going to position my controller, my batteries, my motor, all the components that will make the car electric mm -hmm. before you do anything. Uh, that way, even if you haven't bought any, any of the components, show the engineer and they'll be able to guide you to say, yes, this will work here, no, that won't work there and uh, you're on your way. That sounds like really useful advice. So. You described yourself and your son doing this at hundred weekend projects. So two years, did you go pretty flat chat on that? Or well, it was you know it was as I said the only time we had was weekends, uh, which was a great experience as a as a father son father son activity in the garage, and we did it in ninety six. How old again? He was at the, at this stage he was he was ten. Okay. So um, as much as he didn't he didn't play with the high voltage stuff, he certainly helped with screwdrivers and. Hold, holding parts and components yeah. and drilling a few holes in the wrong place. But, um, what an education for him. Well, I think it was, it was the conversations that we were having, which was a lot of fun. Mm. The, the budget that we'd, we'd put on it, uh, we budgeted on ours $20,000. Mm. That blew out. To, <laughs> and Which is another thing that's important also to when you're looking at things like this is um, whether you want to go DC or AC. AC is obviously much better because you have the regenerative ability to be able to do that when you're going down a hill. However, at the time that we were doing it, there was quite a big cost difference. Uh, and like anything, if you set a budget, you try and stick to that budget. Yep. And that's what we did. So ours is DC, mm. hasn't got regen, but we're happy with it. Uh, the, the whole uh, exercise was that we wanted to build an electric car, which we did and had a lot of fun along the way. And, and I use it daily. So it gets still, used, yeah, still, still yeah. using it. Um, so you described, though, your, yourself as a frustrated electronic engineer. <laughs> Do you think that anyone can build an electric vehicle or, or has the world moved beyond converting cars and you should just go and purchase a brand new professionally designed system? Look, if I, if I uh, use myself as an example, if I hadn't said it was going to be a father-son project, I'd go out and buy an electric car. Mm. Um, but the fun was actually building it um, with my son. Uh, and, and as I said, and also myself, I, I'm probably the bigger kid uh, in all this. But no, I, I would say in today's market, I mean, you've got the Leaf uh, that's out, the Nissan Leaf that's out there. We've got now the BMW i3 that's out there. Mm, um, yeah. We've got uh, the Mitsubishi um, uh, IMEV uh, that, uh, although not producing anymore, there's still plenty in the market. So great little electric vehicles that you can uh, purchase quite reasonably. Okay. And you did cover a bit about why you joined the ATA Melbourne branch and, and what they have, but do you want to fill that in any more uh, just about what the benefits are that the ATA um, Electric People branch offers? Can anyone join? 
absolutely, based. it's free. There's no, there's, there's no. Uh, uh, we do encourage, obviously, to become part of the ATA as a membership. Mm-hmm. It's got some great uh, facilities and 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 initiatives that are taken by the ATA that will probably please a lot of people and be surprised on on some of the things that you can do. So yes, do so. It's free. Uh, we, as I said, we meet every month, the last Wednesday of the month. This is the EV section. This is the EV section. And I joined that because uh, I wanted to bounce ideas off people that, A, were building electric cars or have already done electric cars and just get my facts right and say in terms of uh, voltages and and amperage and and what I should use in batteries and whether we go AC, DC, as we discussed. And you have uh, have all this information when uh, you meet once a month. Mm. And is it only Melbourne-based? Are there around Australia? Can it's, other a, people... it's, it's Australia-wide. We also live stream uh, our, our meetings. We, we live stream that to people that obviously are not in Melbourne, but can log on and, and listen to the presentation of the, the respective speaker that may, we may have on, uh, and also have the ability to ask questions uh, during that yeah. time. So we stream it. So those um, wanting to build their electric cars in Brisbane or Darwin can get the benefit of your meetings they can but in most states i know for a fact that um, uh, in adelaide they have the same um well perhaps not in they can't they can't do it from adelaide but uh, one of one of my colleagues and i become a friend he had exactly the same vehicle so he, he'd also done what i had done so we were bouncing bouncing uh, where did you put this and where did what did you do with that um when we were building the car so it, yes it, it, it's a great great way mm. to, to, to get those things done. So coming back to the EV mm. Expo, I, I've i been to both of the um, the founding one and last year's. The founding one took off like a rocket. It was a, a brilliant start and, and last year's was even better. What sort of things will they be able to see this year? What what can attendees expect? Yes, this year, you're right, Michael. Look, it's grown every year. It's growing every year. Some of our uh, e-bikes um, that are that are there are just amazing what the the number of the number of different types of applications that you can do with the e-bikes. They've, they've got trikes uh, as well for people that perhaps uh, feel more comfortable on a trike rather than a two wheel. Mm-hmm. Two wheel. There will, there will be a demonstration um, uh, of how to convert your bicycle uh, to an electric bike. Um, we did that last year and we packed out the lecture hall. Um, so that'll be done again by Dean. So well mm-hmm. done, Dean. Yep. We'll also have this year uh, the car of the year. Uh, Wheels car of the year, BMW i3. Uh, we'll have two of those, one on display with the i8, and the other i3 will be set up for test drives. Uh, in addition to that, uh, we'll have the Nissan Leafs as well, uh, the same, one for test drive, one for display. And a lot of our members' cars will be there as what, what's being converted, plus the, the bikes, the electric bikes, the uh, motorcycles, zero Zero bikes will be there. That's going to be there. Then. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, fantastic. That's so, the uh, fastest um, motor, that, motorbike yeah. on, yeah. on the planet, isn't yes, it? Production. Exactly. Like, production, yeah. production. So you've got the motorbike there as well. Uh, we'll have the solar car there. We'll have the Mitsubishi PHEV, the plug-in hybrid, uh, EV, uh, what, that's by one of our members, just to, to um, show you what, what he does. He's connected a solar array because he does go quite, quite out, out bush. So Are they doing test rides again for people? In the uh, in the vehicles by members, no, uh, but certainly with the BMW and mm-hmm. the Nissan, they'll be there. Um, so the free test rides free, in free, the BMW i3. Yes, and and the Nissan Leaf. So not to mention also the bikes. You know, you have the the e-bikes. We have a special track set up in in uh, on campus to be able to ride 
Uh, and compare the different bikes. And compare yes. the bikes and compare. It's really good because there's a slope. So you can see if you, you can still pedal, but if you find that, you know, the hill's a bit too much, you can just use the uh, uh, electric power and power up the hill. Mm. So they'll, they'll be there. So broadening this a bit, what's happening with electric vehicles in Australia and around the world? Uh, look, electric vehicles uh, within Australia have, have really jumped. Um, we have almost a 20-fold uh, increase, increase in, uh, in sales. From 2010, we had 112 units, up to 1,909 EVs sold. Uh, that was to 2014. Uh, of course, we can also talk about something like the UK. I think at 2015, there were up to 700,000-plus vehicles that have been registered. But the difference there. So Australia's is, got two thousand. They've got yeah, seven hundred thousand. Yeah, we got two thousand. They've got seven hundred thousand. But the big difference there is that the UK actually subsidises up to the tune of five thousand pounds, guys, uh, um, if you purchase an electric vehicle. Shame we don't have one here. Uh, but anyhow, it shows what can be done to encourage. <laughs> it does show what can be done. Sustainable developments. Exactly. exactly. And other countries around the world, are you familiar with how they're going? Uh, not really. I know, I know Norway's got something like 20% penetration, but again, yes. they drop the registration fees or something. Yes. In, in dropping registration fees, one thing we do have, uh, I can certainly speak for Victoria, that we have a, a reduction of $100 for an electric, <laughs> electric vehicle hybrid. <laughs> Um, here in here in Australia, which which is good because there's a hundred dollars. Oh, that's an ongoing each year, is it? Yes, yeah. exactly. Oh, so there's there's a, there's a there's a it does help. Yes, exactly. What about other developments? Um, it, batteries, for example, battery technologies. I know you're not claiming to be a scientist, but uh, <laughs> you're also intimately interested in this thing. Can you give us a summary? Oh, of where oh yes, are at? Ba battery technology has has really uh, come along. In uh, 2004. Uh, the lithium-ion batteries at 110 watts per kilo have now gone to 267 watts per kilo, and that was at 2013. So great progress has been made in batteries from being lighter, smaller, and more powerful. So I dare say with all the research that we're hearing at the moment with aluminium, aluminium iron from Stanford University that will cycle 7,000 7,000 cycles and be able to be charged in... in so in, that overcomes the non-recharging of the it, previous version. Exactly, which also overcomes another point just on that is the anxiety of charge that most people the have. Range on, anxiety, yes, yeah. The range anxiety. Yes, the range anxiety. I mean, the average, the average kilometres that, that's done daily in Australia is 42 kilometres. Mm -hmm. So even with our members' cars, including the one we did, you know, 70 kilometres is the range on a single charge. But a lot of the manufactured cars, I mean, they do well in excess of 100 kilometres. So they're and really... And the Tesla last week is rated at 500. Well, the Tesla at 500, I mean, that's equivalent to a lot of the petrol cars. Yeah. And again, as we mentioned, the charge points um, uh, uh, around Australia are certainly there. And if I recall, Tesla was actually setting up supercharge points from Sydney to Melbourne. They are. They so, said you can drop into them and recharge for free. You so you go. can drive Melbourne to Sydney for free. That's right. <laughs> uh, but even like a lot of the charge uh, point, well, not so much charge point, they actually do it as a business, but there are charging stations that will allow, say, 30 minutes free uh, of charge plus parking. Anything over that, there is a fee that you pay, uh, not for the parking, but for the charging, charging mm -hmm. of the vehicle. So it's just really a top-up. But it's all about, I suppose, planning planning your trip. If you know that your vehicle has X amount at this point in time in range, well, just do a little bit more planning. But 
wouldn't yeah, worry. And we're yeah. just at this fragile point where the infrastructure Correct. needs to be put out there, and then everyone we yeah. seeing it's not an issue at all. In, in addition to the to the battery technology increasing in terms of power density mm -hmm. um, and lighter, so mm -hmm. you can fit more, uh, get a greater greater base in your in your power. I guess for me, if you've got the plug-in option. That's always a fallback. You're just not going to be stranded somewhere. <laughs> no, no, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And like, well, the Mitsubishi uh, plug-in. I mean, that's on board. It charges. It charges the batteries as you go. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So they're they're also good. Murray, I'd like to come back to the um, EV Expo this weekend. Who's sponsoring this? Oh yes, the, the EV Expo this weekend. We're really thrilled this year. RACV has come on board and is the principal sponsor. That's so, enlightened of them. Oh, we're, we're stoked. Um, yeah. Just fantastic that they've come on board. Um, so yes, we're, we're, they're our, our principal sponsor. Oh, and you have a, a prize, are they? Yes, um, I was, was going to get to that, Michael. <laughs> um, this, this year, um, we hold a survey, obviously, uh, so that we know what, what we're doing and, and we want to continue this in, in 2016 and beyond. But this year, uh, there is a fold-up uh, electric bike as a prize and for you to enter the draw all we ask is that you fill out a, a very very brief very quick survey on you know how did you find the expo how did you hear about it etc et so just some basic questions and you go into the draw to uh, possibly win a fold-up electric bike so uh, cool. yes <laughs> now there's one more that's thing pretty, that I there's that, that's yes, gonna be a couple it, thousand dollars oh absolutely it's a, it's it's a great prize so uh, come along Fill in the survey and you're in the draw. The, uh, one of the special things that we haven't mentioned as yet, and I was leaving this towards the end, is that this year we have a Detroit electric coupe. Now, this car is from 1917. Uh, and just some very quick statistics uh, on this car. The range using Edison nickel-iron batteries was 340 kilometres on a single charge. Isn't that amazing? Wow. And maximum in speed, 1917. In 1917, yeah, but the only thing is the maximum speed was 32 kilometres an hour. Well, I was doing less than that getting here. Well, <laughs> yeah, like, man, I thought about that. And you think about what we have today with all the electric vehicles, which are fantastic, but with our traffic situation at the moment, you know, we're lucky to do 32 kilometres an hour mm -hmm. and peak our traffic. And if that's the case, if you're going to be doing under 32 kilometres, you might as well be in an electric vehicle uh, rather than a fossil fuel vehicle. It's just stop, start, stop, start, stop, start. Um, an electric vehicle uh, is much more efficient in doing that. But just another uh, thing on, on the uh, Detroit electric uh, uh, coupe, Henry Ford had bought one for his wife. And the reason that he'd bought it for his wife in, in the days before uh, internal combustion engines, the electric was, uh, was, was really designed more for ladies to drive only because the uh, petrol cars at, the, at that point had to be hand cranked. Uh, and if you've ever seen or try and crank uh, an engine, like a propeller on an aircraft or something, if it kicks back, it'll break your arm. I think, I mean, we used to uh, have to crank our old Peugeot when yeah, I was a kid. And it, it, was, it, it was hard it work. Was really it was hard, hard yeah. work. So, you know, th this was targeted towards, towards the uh, ladies to use for their runarounds around the city uh, and urban areas, and, and so very popular. So electric cars were around a long time ago. So, um, yeah, look, the Expo's yeah. on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Niels, were you saying something about 50% of the cars 
used to be electric yeah, in New York? I understand that in New York City, prior to the Model T being invented, approximately 50% of the cars were electric vehicles. So it would be similar to this Detroit Coupe from mm. 98 years old. Yeah. That's pretty impressive for a vintage car. Absolutely. So how did you get the coup of getting the coupe? Uh, look, that wasn't. I can't take any credit on that. One of our one of our committee members, uh, um, Rebecca, um, was the person that uh, organised this. So well done, Rebecca. Um, so yes, we're certainly looking forward to to the coop uh, at the expo, which is this Sunday, the nineteenth of April, as uh, Niels and Michael have said, between ten and four. Okay, it's websites for people. Yeah, website uh, melbevexpo.com.au. Um, Melb EV Expo. .com.au, correct. For full information. And uh, as I said, the prize is there, as we mentioned, uh, so do come along. Um, you'll thoroughly enjoy it. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Mario. That's a fascinating rundown of the Expo and, and a bit of the background and status of electric vehicles. Um, really enjoyed having you in here. Thank you. It's been, uh, been great, and thanks for the opportunity to get uh, us in here and talk about uh, the Expo. Yeah. Thanks, Niels. Thank you, Niels. The EV Expo is jointly hosted by the Alternative Technology Association, Swinburne University and Burundara Council. The EV Expo shall be held on Sunday the 19th of April in the atrium at Swinburne's Hawthorne campus. The duration of the EV Expo is between 10am and 4pm and entrance is free. This year, the EV Expo brings a particular emphasis on electric transport. The EV Expo this Sunday shall include 30 stalls plus demonstrations, speakers and panel discussions, and test drives of cars and test rides of bikes. A special thank you to RACV for sponsoring this EV Expo, plus a Special thank you to Nissan and BMW for providing test drives and a special thank you to all attendees. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.